Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni here in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm Manny. Uh, I'm not in Los Angeles. I'm here in Denver, Colorado, back in my uh, hometown for the weekend. Back in his roots, folks. You can tell by the uh, jerseys behind him. It's an iconic background of his. He is in his little basement dungeon there, folks. (laughs) I am in my basement dungeon. It's my father's birthday today i was just on a walk with him and then it's my mom's birthday tomorrow third day apart somehow um so it was a little two for one celebrate both of them that is that is so fun to have your parents your parents birthdays be back to back yeah the only annoying thing is i kind of have to like do what they want you know oh you know they provided me for for my entire <laughs> existence but now ugh, they have to have a day for themselves so. no yeah it's <laughs> happy to be home though seeing my dog she's cute my sister's in town it's, it's a nice little only thing i'm missing is some yoni loving but other than that, i know I, I'm, I'm missing some manny loving here folks anyways oh. manny what do you have for us today yeah so guys uh this week i was sitting in class uh looking at the news i i look at news in class a lot there are worse things I could do. I could also listen to my lectures. But anyways, I come upon this article that I it just honestly shocked me. And it was about organoid intelligence. And if you have no idea what that is, that's okay. I don't think anyone did um, or does really. But basically, professors at Johns Hopkins basically came out and said that they're trying to create something that would be better than AI. And everyone's like, oh, AI is the future, whatever. But this guy, I'm like these professors... They're trying to make computers that literally use human brain cells to run. And so they basically create human brain cells using stem cells. And then they use them to try to like, they, they use the synapses in the cells and neurons to try to make a computer run faster, um, which is just a wild concept. So um, currently, currently, these organoids is what they called like the cells of clumps of brain cells um hold about 50,000 cells and they they're saying so this could take you know another 10 even 20 years but it's being worked on they would need closer to 10 million uh brain cells to essentially run uh organoid intelligence because once they have that much just if you don't know what this means it's fine but you kind of will just understand from the numbers um if if uh, organoid intelligence had 10 million brain cells, they'd contain 125 trillion synapses, and each synapse can can individually store 4.7 bits of information. A bit is just like data. Um, and just for context on how much that is, the world's fastest supercomputer, which is huge, contains 58 billion transistors. It's like its own storage. Hold each which each hold four bits so basically if they succeed they're gonna make something that's thousands of times more powerful than any computer but people are like is this messed up like because you know we always talk about oh ai is gonna become like self-aware but this is like a literal brain yeah that's like like processing information so you know that is fascinating to me because currently I'm taking a class, CS210, called Computer Systems. And so we're learning about the basics of the computer, like 
down to the bits like like a yeah. bit is literally a one or a zero like that's the most basic unit of information and we're learning about like the cpus which are basically is basically like the brain of the computer that uses bits to then uh conduct operations on certain values um and like registers and storage whatever not to get into the details but it's a it sounds like this is basically a, a natural cpu because it, it's made of of, of, ba of brain cells which is so interesting and honestly terrifying because as you were saying like this is like like we're, we think of ai as becoming humanistic if as it gets more and more advanced but this is like already inherently humanistic because it's using brain cells and it and it and it's and it's so powerful that that like it's kind of playing into like how elon musk wants to like create kind of superhumans with like chips in their brains except this is using the brain as a computer instead right. and that's like so interesting because you could probably then put that computer in a body right because you know, Probably. it's yeah, a brick, and then it's you got like a fucking Terminator. <laughs> well, my my yeah, thinking Terminator. is like my thinking is, even if this took twenty years, let's say they made it, aren't those brain cells kind of like slaves because <laughs> their brain? I I don't know. It's super weird, and I don't think anyone reads it and thinks, oh, that's not alarming at all. But I guess we'll uh you know keep that on the back burner. We'll see. Maybe that's it'll uh, do my taxes one day. That would be nice. I'm just so I guess they're I just I wonder what their vision is for it, you know, just down the line in terms of like I think the idea what, is what just they would use it for. The idea is just to make a faster computer. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Imagine <laughs> I know there's like a whole thing that for the last you know, I want to say 30, 40 years, every year, like or uh computing cross like computer processing power doubles and the issue is they're like running out of like how small like it can get pretty much like the chips that they use yeah um, so this would kind of maybe be a way to like make it even faster i guess it's so interesting because like you know like people like building computers or like taking them apart to like fix them like you're taking out the cpu or like the ram and the hardware the, oh. like <laughs> imagine you're fixing your computer you have this organized uh computer whatever it's called and you're like taking out like mushy brains oh, dude I do like, not. Uh, so i just have to like pluck this neuron or the synapses or whatever very yeah, interesting man. stuff yeah well in other news you have more uh troubling stuff manny yeah i do so kind of a famous case that that uh just got decided yesterday a man named alex murdaugh was accused of basically murdering his wife and son at their, like, hunting estate. And the Murdaws are kind of a powerful family in this city in South Carolina. So it's, like, a small city, but, you know, prominent family, all lawyers. So Alex Murdaw was a lawyer. Um, and it went to trial because, obviously, this guy's loaded. He hires, like, a sick attorney. Um, but he definitely did it. Like, he definitely shot his wife and kid. So basically, he got convicted. W for the community. And, uh, yeah, it's just wild to think that this guy, like, killed his son and wife. And there's really no motive other than, like, financial motive of, like, being able to take out their life insurance policies. So I was about to say, like, I did not know much about this case when it started coming into the news cycle this past week. Sounds like it's been an ongoing thing, obviously, because murder trials take time. But I didn't really know anything, anything of him. I did some brief research, found out he's, like, some powerful southern rich family member, whatever. And... 
I was just wondering what the motive was. And I feel like it's interesting that it would be financial just because he's already loaded. You know, I feel like why would that be the case? Maybe he really yeah. just disliked his son. The three, the three factors of the case that I think like even before last night, I was like, oh, this guy's going to get convicted is during the case. They talked about how he was actually committing fraud at his own or uh, yeah, at his own law firm. Like he was embezzling money there. And then another thing where he like hired someone to shoot and kill him so his wife could collect money. But like, so he got shot in the head, but he didn't die. And then the third thing, he was addicted to opioids. It's like guy had a lot going on. I don't know what he was saying. Oh, and the fourth thing is that basically where the murders took place was at like a kennel on their like hunting grounds. And he was like, I was not at the kennel at all. I like came and they were dead. And then it came out that he was like at the kennel four minutes before they got shot. So that's like, okay. <laughs> I'm no mathematician, but it's not adding up. <laughs> it was not adding up. Jury came back real quick. <laughs> real. Yeah. I heard it was less than three hours. <laughs> they were like, they were that, mother that motherfucker did it. <laughs> I wonder if they used that same bar I used. One of them was like, you know, I'm not no mathematician. But uh, anyways, and uh, I guess more silly news. Uh, the Japanese, the ge the Geospatial Information Authority of Japan discovered 7,000 new islands under the country's territory that they did not know about before. That's a and lot. I that's a lot of islands. <laughs> that is so many. That's a lot of islands. But that is especially so many islands that you like to not know about them like that is a, such a significant amount of islands for you not to notice them until 2023 like to me this is a, a little embarrassing for the government of japan like what like what i, I just like so well, Bione, <laughs> what's the definition of an island you know what i mean because how small are these islands you know you know what i'm saying they're probably pretty tiny i already knew so there, it says here that the island count previously stood at 6852 so japan has as is known for having a bunch of islands and i feel like i've seen that on the maps and stuff are you saying and, it just doubled their island count just doubled it, yeah more than doubled now it's at 14125 <laughs> and i guess the previous figure was reported in 1987 so they hadn't done a uh, one of these uh, studies in a while it seems like and they use the same method of calculation. Um, but however, technological advancements have allowed Japanese government officials to identify clusters of small islands that may have previously been reported as one large island. So right, basically, that, I think they just divided them up more. Wow. I mean, it makes sense because I just looked up the definition of an island and some of them looked very, very tiny. I think it just has to be any amount of land. Like above know. water. Yeah. yeah. But see, my question is, if you're a Japanese citizen, like, can you buy one of the tiny little islands and just like, like put a little lawn chair and sip a Rona? Like what, what's going on? Like, I would totally do that. I don't know what their like private property laws are, but I feel like if the United States had that many islands, like everyone would, would cop one or like at least the 14,000 ultra rich would like the 1%. <laughs> They'd be like, I want a fucking island, bro. They and then they could throw their own festivals like Fire yeah. Island. You want me to? You want me to blow your mind though? Blow it. United States has eighteen thousand six hundred islands. No, did you just look that up? I did. I did. did. It's. Did uh, you just had a feeling that there'd be a lot. Like, what well, if? It dude, was like, like we we just have so much coast that I feel like tiny little things could be everywhere. Oh, that is so true. Like I know Washington. There's like a bunch of little just like things. I'm sure. Yeah, especially along the East Coast. Yeah, like here in Massachusetts, there's probably like Martha's Vineyard. Bam, that's a popular one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Wow. Well, 
do you think Japan's happy about it? Or are they like, oh, I think they're they're very neutral. It says that the land's like total size hasn't increased because you're right. I, like I think they just like redefine the island and they just discover that they're it's a bunch of tiny ones instead of the same big ones. So it's not much of a change for them. You would you live on a tiny island if you could leave, but like have your house there? Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. I wouldn't mind that. As long as I have like all the utilities and stuff I need, like as long as it's not like too remote and desolate. I mean, I, I'm chilling. Well, you'd have to poop in the water, but I feel like there are worse things. I wouldn't have a toilet. It's eco-friendly, I assume. I mean, I don't know. Well, I know in Japan they use the things that squirt up oh, your bidets, dude. Bidets. <laughs> dude, there's a few bathrooms at my frat house that have bidets. I just don't know how to work them, or I totally. There's a bit days in your rat toilets. Yeah, I guess the brothers. That is that is uh that is high end frat living, folks. Well, you know, I I know this is getting a little off topic, but just real quick remark <laughs> on the days, and just so there, it's understood they wash your bum, clean it, and then you wipe it after. The argument for why you got to use bidets, it makes a lot of sense. Is Yoni, if you go outside and you put both your hands in mud. And you come back inside, you wouldn't just take paper towels and roughly try to get all the mud off your hands. You'd rinse your hands and then. Exactly. It's like we wash our hands with water and then wipe them off with towels. We should be doing the same with our buttholes. Yeah. Our bums. Yeah. Our bummies. We always get back to butts and poop. Anyways, what <laughs> last bit of news I have also uh, to do with that the uh, that region of the world is uh, there is now a Chinese 3D kissing device that allows users to virtually make out. And by the looks of it, it looks very, very appealing to uh, incels for sure. Um, wow. They're going to have a field day with this one. It looks re- like the lips look very voluptuous. Like it looks very realistic, I must say. Um, Do you think they're only going to put their lips there? Yeah, that's a good point. But it says uh, here that <laughs> it says monogamous lovers who are separated by long distance can send a virtual kiss by downloading the app, mobile app. So it's not just like a robot who's like kissing you. It's like it is your an actual person and then they mimic the movements of that kiss. Which is, I, I guess, less worse. I don't. I guess it's less weird because it's coming from a real person. It's like a text message, but like in the form of a physical touch. It's a kiss message. It's a right? kiss message. Yeah, um, but like, could you imagine being like, "I love you, good night," and then you like put it to your face and just get a fat, sh- fat little schnoz right, right on your face. Maybe I'll do that when I study abroad. Maybe I'll buy one of these when we both, my girlfriend, go study abroad. <laughs> Thank you, China. For the innovation that excites. Much wow, that is. <laughs> as... mean, you... Okay, I know you just said maybe you'd get one, but would you ever seriously consider buying one of those? Uh, no, I prefer real lips. What if you're like 85 and your wife died? But before she dies, you could like program her kiss into it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If it's like gonna mimic her kiss and and such, I, I maybe I would. I mean, at that point, it's like. Whatever money I have, like I'm gonna die soon. Like, might as well use it on something that would make me maybe happier. So yeah. Yeah, could you imagine you're like walking around Boston, you look to, to your right, and like just in an, an apartment is just some person making out with these <laughs> fake lips. I mean, I would be disgusted. I would not know how to feel about that. 
I I would uh, call it a day and go home. <laughs> On my way to work, nope, I'm turning around. Nope, I'm done. Makes sense. <laughs> done for the day. Um, yeah, guys. So th- th- those were our current events uh, for y'all for this week. A lot, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. Again. <laughs> You know, I would actually love to tell you guys a bit about something I recently did. Last weekend, I was in Phoenix at a music festival called the Innings Festival. It's because there's spring training. Also, I was in Tempe, actually, which is just outside of Phoenix. Um, Shout out Daniel. He lives in Tempe. But I was there at this festival. I didn't go to the first day because there were less uh, bands I wanted to see. But the second day, saw a bunch of great sets. It started with a kind of newer band called Magic City Hippies. Highly recommend them. They're great. If you need a good song, listen to Franny. Yes, it's called Franny. It rhymes with Manny by the Magic City Hippies. Good song. And then after that, <laughs> Mount Joy played. They were great. I'd seen them before, but they got way better since. They were jamming out. They played some Grateful Dead songs too. Really? That's dope. Yeah. They're kind of a jam- they're kind of a psychedelic band. I didn't really realize, but they were vibing. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Um, so that was great. I also saw Head in the Heart. They're the ones who do like rivers and roads. So that was nice. And then oh, I saw I The Revivalists, amazing band as well. Highly recommend. They have like tons of good songs. So if you look them up, you'll find some. And then I saw Eddie Vedder, who's like the lead singer of Pearl Jam. I don't necessarily listen to so much of his music, but as my dad told me, I went with my dad and brother. He is a quote unquote living legend. So yeah, no, Pearl Jam's big. So it was cool to just see him and he was having a good time. Um, Smashed a ukulele when he was on stage because it wasn't working. It was funny. Um, But I think maybe the best part besides like the great music for Mount Joy and the Revivalists was uh, when the Magic City Hippies, the first set that I saw, finished. They came like 15 minutes later. They were in the VIP area watching Mount Joy because I'd want to watch Mount Joy too, obviously. Um. And the VIP area wasn't like that separated. And me, my brother and dad were kind of standing on the far left of the stage and there was a fence there. And right on the other side was the VIP area. So it was just less crowded. You have your own bar. You get like to be close to the stage, even though we were, but it was early in the day. So there weren't that many people there yet. And the Magic City Hippies were literally just right on the other side. Um, And like, they were so close that the woman standing in front of us took a picture with them and their drummer really cool looking dude i actually thought he had a fidel tattoo on his arm but it, it turned out to be i asked him about it it was just his family crest but the fidel the fidel to theta crest looks the exact same but very nice looking like sick looking dude seemed cool and so i after like mount joy finished the song i i look over at him and i'm like hey man you also gonna stay to see uh the dj mind goblin set yeah, and he's <laughs> like, he kind of is like, huh, like mind goblin, and I go, yeah, uh, mind goblin these nuts, <laughs> and then he kind of makes a face that to explain it to the people on the podcast, his face was basically saying, okay, buddy, <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> like he wasn't, he wasn't impressed, <laughs> like he was slightly like, god damn it, because. Because I also got his ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, he had to give it to you a li- at least a little bit. <laughs> right after I said that, I was like, I'm just kidding, man. I love your music. You killed it. So then he couldn't even be mad at me. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> you killed him with kindness after. <laughs> I know, man. I It actually kind of occurred to me in that moment that it's way better 
to insult someone and then compliment them to the to opposed to complimenting someone and then insulting them like yoni if i say this to you uh yoni you have a big nose you have a beautiful face and soul though but if i do it the other way i'm like yoni you have a beautiful face and soul you have a big nose though you know what i'm saying like no 100 whatever you ended on is always the more the most remembered totally anyways so yeah, so I got him with a DJ Mind Goblin joke. It was it was very that, funny. That is that's very very that is very very nice of you. It's like so VMP. You know, speaking of people who we aren't close with, I heard you had a little situation at your home. Yeah, so this was actually earlier today. My uh, friend Jeremy, he uh, texts me or he texts our uh, house group chat. He's like, "Is anyone home right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he sends a video of uh, this old lady who I've seen several times throughout our neighborhood because she's basically our neighbor just down down the street in our in our backyard, like dispersing some some white dust of some sort because he got a video from our neighbors who he's he's boys with who were able to take a video of her outside of their window. And so he sends in the group chat and I'm like, what? So then I walk downstairs, look out the back door of the kitchen and there she is just chilling around walking around just peruse like i think she thought it may have been a yard sale or something because we have a bunch of junk in our backyard because i live next to a frat house so not the cleanest but but she was just perusing around and i'm like way far from her house like not like not so some place you'd accidentally end up if you try to go to your house whatever (laughs) and everyone is just flipping out like jeremy's like she seems like a just an innocent old lady who has dementia but i think she's evil deep down inside could <laughs> but, be a witch situation a witch exactly that that is a potential case but everyone was like oh yeah that lady has dementia which this is something i didn't know about because i've seen her just outside of her own house like i don't know shoveling the snow or like just doing random things outside in her front porch and she's always like looked up and like said like hello like or good morning and i'm always like hi so i thought she was just like a nice old lady but I guess she's a little a little troubled. Um, wow. Oscar, who's another one of my roommates, was uh, she's he said he mentioned that one time she like he's walking by her. She comes up to him and she's like, you know, my brother Bobby, right? <laughs> Just to like my my friend Oscar. And he's like, no, I don't know your friend Bobby, <laughs> your brother Bobby. And so she she's definitely an interesting character um and then she left the premises well, do you know what the white dust was i don't know and i've yet to look in the back i've not gone outside and looked at the back and i'm a little scared too honestly um our other roommate spencer suggested that we snort it to find out what it is or taste i, I mean the last time someone did that it was a bear and apparently it went great <laughs> dude i need to see that movie to have you seen cocaine I need a few of my buddies went to see Cocaine Bear and I couldn't go because I was working on a Java assignment. God, coding, dude. I know you know the feeling. Um, that sucks. It it does, but I need to see Cocaine Bear, dude. Dude, I have not even seen the commercial for it yet, but my boys were like suggesting that we uh, do it this weekend to go see it, and I was like, Cocaine Bear, and that's like, yeah, it's a bear that does cocaine. I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> let's go. Right? Like who doesn't? Who doesn't want to see Cocaine Bear? 
<laughs> and actually, it's just like the most degenerate idea, and like simple, but like <laughs> it's also an idea you can come up with. It's not problematic because it's not like glorifying drug use. It's just like a bear does a lot of cocaine on accident. Yeah, it's not like a person, you know. So it's a bear, fuck it. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for the viewers, but I will say this. So obviously, a bear does cocaine in it, and apparently, it re-ups throughout the movie. <laughs> and like when it does it, it's like not sniffing it, like. It's snorting that shit. Like, you know, it knows. It's like, yeah, I'm about to hit this line right now. Probably. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, What was I going to say? The bear. Um, I, oh, no. Do you know who the one, the one group of people that's going to have an issue with this? PETA. But they don't really count as people, so it's okay. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? We can I, said, them. Well, I said to my dad, what are the chances that at least one bear is fed cocaine because of this movie? Oh my god, so many people are going to try that, huh? Well, but like, would anyone try it? Because like, bears are fucking... They would, they'd probably die if they... Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Because to like, at the, same time, the cocaine, you'd have to go up to the bear. And well, you know it's based on a true story, Yoni. It is? Yeah, so basically a drug trafficker, like bunch of his cocaine like fell in like a bear's territory but this bear did it like snorted like an unreal amount and just died but then the guy who wrote it was like how hilarious would it be if instead of it dying it just was on cocaine and like went crazy <laughs> which is you know way funnier yeah i agree though besides PETA, very unproblematic let's just um yeah, watch yeah some bears yeah. on cocaine I agree, dude. I I mean, I haven't seen it, so maybe it is. Pro- it's probably rated R, but you know, what can you do? I wonder, like, what goes down in that movie. Like, you have to make a whole plot around this, you know? Like, yeah, it's a film and TV major. I'm taking screenwriting. You gotta have the inciting incident. You gotta have like the journey <laughs> the protagonist goes on. The midpoint. My question is: Is the bear the protagonist, <laughs> or is the cocaine? <laughs> the cocaine comes a lot to life. I like that. I like that. Um, no, the antagonist though is being sober. That's for sure. Vlog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I like that message of the guy. No, it's funny the screenwriter because the movie was directed by like a woman, which is pretty cool. But I think the coolest part about it is like, could you imagine writing a movie called Cocaine Bear and it actually getting created by Sony? He basically came out and was like, yeah, like I did not think this movie was gonna get made. And I thought, like, at a very at the very least, they changed the name. But you know, Sony read it; they just didn't change the title. And I was like, uh, I guess <laughs> that is so funny because the the way the industry works is like these production studios they'll buy up a lot of scripts, but they shelf most of, most of them. Like most scripts that are even sold, right? Like they get sold, right? Meaning like they're like at least pretty good. They don't even get made. So, like, there's definitely guys who, like, have poured their hearts and souls into, like, super serious dramas, like, with in-depth arc and thematic things, whatever, and and and, and they, their shit just got shelved, or maybe they couldn't, didn't even sold it, and this guy's like, what about a bear on cocaine? And so <laughs> he's like, that's, yeah. that's it. I mean, that's no different than, like, Seth Rogen being like, I want to write a movie about killing 
Kim Jong Un. <laughs> oh no, totally. But at that point, it's like he had a reputation. Famous, yeah. I don't know about the creator about this guy. Like, I, I don't think he's a very like popular guy. Now he is, but hilarious. <laughs> now, now he's gonna be able to fucking do like a lizard on acid. Like, <laughs> I know everyone's talking about what's he doing next. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's he cooking um, up? Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook, dude. Well, another thing that went down in my life. Not even in my life, just an interesting observation I made as I was flying over from LA to Denver. It's a quick flight, like two hours. I had downloaded a Thor. I, I like the I watched the old Marvel movies to make me feel better about how terrible the new ones are. Um, and as I'm watching it, like I look to the left of me, and the guy sitting next to me, he's like taking notes about his like life. I I didn't like read them because I've been fucked up, but it seemed like he was like in deep thought about figuring out stuff about his like inner self and relationships, whatever it was. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked to the right and the person sitting across the aisle, they're just sitting with their computer open watching The Office. And I'm like, that's such a vibe. The Office is a great show. And then I look in front of me and there's some guy like making edits of him like golfing. And I'm sorry, I thought it was pretty like lame because I'm like, there's no way this guy's actually that good at golf. He's a chump. But I'm sorry, I know a lot of people like golf. I'm pro golf, but I'm not pro like making edits yourself playing golf unless you're like a pro. I'm sorry. Tiger, yeah. I'm sorry. But that aside, it kind of hit me. I'm like, wow, like planes are such an interesting like thought experiment in terms of everyone's on the plane for this same amount of time. Like, how do people spend their time? And I think there's a variety of ways to do it. Like some people read, some people sleep. Does anyone do nothing? Probably not. I don't know. It would be so impressive. I mean, like, I don't know if you've watched the show Community, Manny, have you? I have not. Well, anyways, there's this character, Abed, in the show, and he has Asperger's. I'm not saying that. Like he, they, they, they like clarify that in the show. And he is just like a very, he like, he's an oddball, you know? He's like very into movies, though. Funny enough, he's a big film kid. But like, he's like almost like an alien. Like this guy, like, so basically he's asked to do this experiment. He volunteers to do this experiment for a friend. And the whole experiment is them waiting for the experiment. They see how long they can last in the waiting room before the experiment starts. And everyone obviously goes crazy because like, you can't like just sit there and wait forever. Like, right. You get bored, whatever. And he just like 26 hours straight. He just sits there and does nothing. Wow. Anyways, like no human can really do that. But it's interesting to think about the plane as just basically you're in a you're sitting in a tube for a specified amount of time, a couple hours, a decent amount of time, and you have to figure out what to do with yourself. And there's not and it's not like you can do like so many activities because you're obviously stuck in a seat. So you're right. It's it's definitely interesting. Like, what are some of the most creative things you could do? I feel like what I would do. It depends though, because if you're like alone on a plane, you have even less things to do. But I would like totally like play like some fucking like table tennis between the person in the window versus me in the aisle. And then we open the tray of the, um, city, and then we boom. That's my idea. Yeah, like that. Wow. I mean, that'd be an interesting challenge for yourself though, to just sit in a plane and just do nothing the entire flight. Like not even music. You can't even listen to music. Yeah, just sit there. Um, I like the table tennis idea. That's fun. I mean, I'm just such a classic, like watch a movie guy. and oh, take totally. yeah. Like you can't go wrong. I think that's what most normal people do, but it's it's interesting to think what other possibilities there well, are. Well, think about it. Before, like iPhones, you could smoke cigs on planes, so people were just ripping darts. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, and like, and especially like smokers when they're bored, like 
they be ripping hella darts because it's like, what else am I supposed to do? Like that is lung cancer accelerated. Like, can you, ma- can you imagine the fact that planes used to just have like a veil of smoke in it? Cause... That's what I'm saying. Like this whole like no smoking allowed is bullshit. Like, fuck you, dude. Yoni, let me rip a dart. <laughs> Some people do, man. <laughs> Some people and people like will hit a vape in there in the plane. In the, yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. Some of them have gotten caught with that shit because it turns on the smoke. That's hilarious. Well. Anyways. Anyways, that's some food for thought, guys. I mean, I think it's worth you know figuring out the most. Let us time. know what you do on an airplane. Yeah, bro, I'm curious. Don't don't send us some weird shit, please and thank you. It can, anyway. be, it, it can be weird. I, I don't mind really. Okay. Well, um, you know, I think getting to the end of the podcast. I know we took a break from the letter drafts last week. We're gonna go back to drafting each of us a roster of the best teams we can play in a seven game series against each other. Uh, and we're each going to draft a, a starting five of words that start with the letter J. Um, versatile letter. Uh, both our scouts worked real hard this week, and I think we're both ready to you know, make this draft the best one yet. I agree. I, I'm ready. And, you know, J wasn't, like, as open-ended. Like, J is it's – found, it's found very selectively within words, but I, I have a great – list of draftees that i think will will really make my team strong so i'm excited I, I bet you do. do you do you know if you have the first pick on it i think i had it last time i'm not 100 percent sure but i'll be chivalrous and I'll, I'll hand it to you i appreciate it and yoni i'm taking this pick because i know you want it just so badly it's a great player i mean historic player some argue the player was literally chosen by god to dominate this league give me the jews at number one that's good. That is good. I know you wanted the Jews. I know. I actually wanted. was not even. I that blanked on that. That was not on my list. <laughs> wow. I have the chosen people, but you know. But I 100% agree. That was really good. I thought for a moment you were going to say someone else, but I'm not going to say it because I may take him or her or them later. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it. But. I love that. And I would take Judaism, but I'm not going to piggyback off you because although Judaism is the foundation of the Jewish people, so it would be a better pick. I'm going to go you're in a different own. direction. Yeah, you're your own man. I, I respect that. I have uh, give me give me justice. Okay. Who doesn't love some fucking justice? That That's a good pick. It's that's it's good. fair. It's balanced. It it, it 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 determines right from wrong. I mean, it is a morally upright player. He's never getting suspended, never getting teed up. You know that. And he's he's going to be a great presence in the locker room. You know, yeah. If guys are fighting, the team in he order. Will he will put an end to it real quick. Great team. Um, well, you know, I I don't want to continue down this religious sect, Yoni, but I I just kind of have to take. I mean, easily this guy's doing the number one jersey sales in the league for sure. And sometimes you got to prioritize profit, and I think that's okay. I'm going to take Jesus at at two. <laughs> Um, you're really coming in with the wow! I did not I mean, see it's this. Around. Two great, pl- it's two great players. I I need both on on the roster. Jesus I, is good, and Jesus religion. was a Jew. Double yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm actually shocked you let me pair him up. But it Their, <laughs> the chemistry is going to be through the roof. Anyways, I want to take an actual, a a legitimate player. Some call him the back to back MVP. Maybe the three time MVP. Of this league. Give me Jokic, baby. <laughs> that is a good pick. I was thinking about it, too. I mean, that's arguably, you know, I don't think he's number one in the NBA, but he's easily number one J right now. So I, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. Um, Can't get mad. You know, this, I was already thinking about taking this player, 
Um, and I was hoping that the player could have a double meaning, but it no longer can. But I'm going to take Joker at three. And initially, I wanted Joker to be both Jokic's nickname and Batman's arch rival. But now, because you took Jokic, it's just uh, just the Joker. And just to clarify, I'm taking the Heath Ledger version, obviously. <laughs> that's got to be a... That's, I don't know, man. Heath Ledger doesn't start with J, okay? I, I'm taking the Joker. Slow Joker. your roll. Okay. Anyways. Oof. What am I going to take next? I think everyone loves one of these. Keeps you warm. Uh, the players all need one. Uh, especially here in Boston. It's it's very much needed. Give me jacket. Good word. It's a good word. Yeah, he's a team player. He always puts the other guy first, you know? Yeah. He's always good point guard. I, I understand. And he protects. And he protects. It's heavy duty. Is he is it a heavy duty jacket, would you say? Oh yeah, we're talking thick. We're talking Canada Goose. Oh wow. That is that's <laughs> thick as fuck. Okay, wow. Well, I'm actually pretty happy that this fell to me. I think it's another great player. Also double meaning here. I'm gonna take joint, you know? It's a cool it's a cool word. I was on my list, but it's I didn't cool think word, you like, had it on you. In this joint, but also Oh, like, oh yeah, we're hanging out at that joint, but also, you know, a little joint. Everyone likes to join that. <laughs> no further explanation needed. Wow. I I was that was gonna be my next pick. And I thought I could take it. I don't know That's why good. I don't know why I thought I could take joint that so late and and why I took jacket before. Um yeah, I mean, I appreciate my scouts there. I think they knew where you had joint ranked, and so I was able to just grab that joint right before. Anticipated. Fuck. All right. Joints off the draft board. Yoni scouts are getting fired for sure. Someone's okay. had. This also has a bit of a double meaning. Give me jelly. Okay. I think a basketball. There's the the jelly, the layups. It's going to be putting up points. There's also fucking jelly of a bunch of different sorts. Strawberry. Give me peanut butter and jelly. Like oh, wow. butter to add a J, that would that would be the best combo of all time. But I'll take like the Kobe of the Kobe and Shaq, you know, like it's not bad. You know the best part of Jelly? He's just a fun guy. He's a fun guy to have around. Cannot be mad about that. He goes with I, the flow. I agree. Um, I'm gonna take the opposite of a fun guy with my last pick. Um, if you ever want to party hardy, he's your man. I want Jeff Dahmer at, <laughs> at the five. <laughs> I'm he's my oh my gosh man he's canceled anyway no <laughs> um i mean that is definitely that is a pick he's a he is a deadly weapon out there out on the court i must say there is no doubt about it um damn okay my last pick i think right yeah all right give me jump he doesn't Good like work. jumping Jumps great word. Versatile applies yeah, I went with more verbs, but you know, that's what it is. No, it's a good draft. I mean, you guys let us know what you think. I think that's gonna be it for the very nice podcast for today. So make sure to like, um, subscribe to us on everything. Maybe consider joining the Patreon, buy a mug, follow us on Instagram at the very nice podcast, and uh yeah, I hope everyone has a great day. We love you guys. See you later. Peace.